Welcome back. You made it to season three of the Made by Google podcast on the back of an amazing Google I.O. I'm your host, Rashid Finch. And as you know, in the Made by Google podcast, we're introducing you to my fellow Googlers who build the products you know and love. And today, for the very first time, we have three guests, which fits nicely with the three hardware products we announced at I.O., the Pixel 7a, the Pixel Fold, and of course, the Pixel Tablet. So with us are three Googlers who are intimately involved in bringing them to life. Please say hi to Justin Savage, George Wang, and Chris Chan. Gentlemen, thank you for joining the Made by Google podcast. Now, before we discuss the brand new line of Pixel products, could we just quickly talk about your role at Google and how you ended up here? Justin, let's start with you. Yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm Justin Savage. I'm a senior product manager at Google, uh, specifically uh, working on the new, newly launched Pixel 7a. Uh, I've been at Google for, gosh, just about 10 years now and have supported mobile for my entire experience here, but been a PM on the Pixel team for about the past five years. Really looking forward to sharing more about what we've been up to and the latest product that we have for the A-Series today. Amazing. A decade of mobile at Google. Much has, has changed in that decade, for sure. Uh, George, great to see you. What do you do at Google? Yeah, thanks, Rashid. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so my name is George Huang. I'm a product manager as well on Pixel. Uh, I work on all things that fold, particularly <laughs> the Pixel Fold. Uh, and I've spent six years at Google, almost six years. Oh, six years. It goes by fast. Amazing. And we'll get into foldables a little bit uh, later today. And Chris, finally. Thanks for having me. I'm Chris, a product manager at Google focused on the new Pixel tablet. My focus is on flagship hardware and software, much of what we're here to talk about today. I've been at Google for just under six years, like George, Mm -hmm. and previously worked on some of our smart speaker products like Nest Audio, Nest Mini, and Google Home Max. Really excited to be here to share what's new. Thank you, Chris. And I'm sure a lot of favorites in there in Nest Audio for many of our listeners. Now, one thing uh, we do like to do on the podcast is do some deep research into our guests, uh, which means we go into our internal directory where every Googler can state their own mission. I just wanted to run them by you, see see why, why you chose it as your mission. Now, Justin, yours is fairly straightforward. Hashtag pixel for the win. Yeah, I, I think it was a declarative statement. You know, obviously, I think like, uh, all others on this call were, I'm a fairly competitive person. You know, we got into this business to really define the, redefine the mobile experience and deliver all the helpfulness of Google uh, to our users. If we do a really good job of that, uh, we can attract a lot of people to use our products. And so, um, yeah, that was my little uh, testament to why I'm here and getting up every day to, to come work at Google. That's some great motivation right there. George, power pixels everywhere. I'm probably not as great as Justin there. And this is not been updated, I would say, in three or four years. As I said before, I worked on accessories and smartwatches, things that supported the, the Pixel ecosystem and the, and the Pixel brand. And so that's why that that's there. But it, I think it works well for Pixel as well. So I'll leave it. Definitely does. And then Chris, a uh, whole other direction, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. So what if you had to pick just one of those two? Super Nintendo, no question. Today, we have three guests discussing our three latest Pixel products. Justin Savage is a product manager who worked on Pixel 7a, but already worked on phones at Google a long time ago. Remember Nexus? That's how long ago. George Wang is a product manager for the Pixel Fold, Google's very first foldable phone. He joined Google over six years ago, working on accessories for our devices first. And Chris Chan is a product manager for the Google Pixel tablet. 
he used to work on Google's beloved smart speakers like Nest Mini and Google Home Max. Chris has a big backstory on Google Home Max, so stay tuned to find out what it is. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation. Now let's get into completely different hardware today, uh, what brought us together. The three all-new Pixel devices revealed at Google I.O. yesterday. And I wanted to kick off with Pixel 7a. We've, of course, already seen Pixel 7 and 7 Pro last October. But can you walk us through what is new and exciting about Pixel's fifth-generation A-series phone? Yeah, I know that's, that's a great question. The A-series has always been a, a interesting engineering challenge. Uh, it's always about bringing these premium level features down to a more accessible price point. It's really the entry point for many users into all of the helpfulness that we have to offer as Pixel. Compared to previous generations, Pixel 7a, you can expect a lot more uh, in terms of AI-heavy breakthroughs uh, delivered through everyday helpful experiences across speech, photography, video, and security. You know, at the heart of this device and the devices with uh, the other products uh, represented by Chris and George on this call is, is Google Tensor G2. And that's our, our latest and greatest custom in-house SOC. And, and that's really fantastic because it allows us to platform the experiences from our very flagship level products all the way into the A-series. You know, one of the big developments is, is actually what's going on on the inside of the device this year. Kudos to the engineering team. We've completely re-architected the internals of the device, uh, introducing an all-new mid-frame architecture. We really wanted to focus on durability, protecting the inevitable when a device accidentally falls or drops and hits the ground. And so um, with this new change in architecture, we're really pleased to say that the Pixel 7a is our most durable A-series device yet. So awesome to be able to deliver that to customers. Um, when we look at the design itself, you know, no surprises, it, it shares a similar sort of design language as the more premium Pixel 7 and 7 Pro, you know, highlighting that iconic Pixel camera bar along the back and as well as the kind of smooth sculpted surfaces along the sides of the device. But, you know, you asked a good question, like, what's new with this year? I, I'm really happy that, you know, I think more so than any other year uh, in the past, we've delivered a ton of new first-of-kind technologies for the A-Series. We've got a 90 hertz display, uh, wireless charging. We upgraded the RAM to 8 gigabytes just to give a more performant experience. And then, of course, um, we're enabling face unlock for a, a convenient unlock modality for, for users. So really excited about bringing all those things to light. And it wouldn't be a Pixel device if it didn't have a fantastic camera experience. And, of course, this device is, is no different. Um, you know, we went all in on camera this year with the A-Series. Uh, for the past four generations of products, we've had the same front and rear camera sensors. And so, you know, we're really excited about doing something different. We felt it was time. And so everything has been fully upgraded from the ultrawide to the main to the front cam. And, uh, you know, it just delivers a fantastic experience across all the helpful uh, photography experiences that we offer at this lower cost price point. So what, what is the proudest achievement building 7A? It, this probably isn't going to land on a billboard necessarily, but it really is the engineering feat that we accomplished in, in delivering such a well-constructed product, introducing this all-new mid-frame architecture. The team just did a fantastic job. We really worked on maximizing the, the space, delivering still a great large battery in the product itself while keeping the dimensions pocketable and you know great for users. But yeah, I would have to say it's this this achievement that we've been able to deliver with, with the actual engineering and construction of the device. Excellent. And then just to make sure I didn't forget them, charcoal, we got snow, we got coral, and we got sea. What's your favorite one? 
I'd like to consider myself a, a little out there and, and we have this beautiful, vibrant coral color. Yeah. So I, I think if, if push came to shove, I'd probably say that that's, uh, you know, the flashy sort of device. But, uh, you know, it is only it's a Google Store exclusive color. We're making it available in select markets through our first party channel and, and really excited to be able to deliver that fresh sort of spring-like color to, to users. Thanks, Justin. Now, the second device we're talking about today is Google Pixel's first foldable phone, the Pixel Fold. George, why did we make a foldable? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, and we've been working on foldables for quite a bit. Uh, well, I've been working on foldables for a long time. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, really excited to get it out there and, and get the feedback from users. But back to your question, you know, we've been researching and looking at the data for quite a bit. And what we saw is that really only 4% of phone buyers are, were considering a foldable phone at purchase. But then when you actually zoom out a little bit, you actually see 65% of the U.S. phone purchasers stated interest in foldable phones. So we mm. scratched our heads and we we're thinking, well, why is that? And so we actually went to go use a lot of the phones at the time. You know, we talked to a lot of, a lot of users, a lot of user research. We saw four key things where there are large gaps. The form factors were awkward. And this is weird because the phone is the device that you use the most. You change the form factor, you change the way you use the device that you use the most. So there's that, there's durability, uh, there's something to be left for there. Some of the great experiences that you expect from a flagship phone, like camera, I think Justin talked about that, you know, that was kind of lacking, as well as these just generalized experiences in the software for it uh, were underwhelming as well. So we really tried to take a different tact, and it really did start with the form factor. We, you know, really dove into that and tried to balance having, you know, the best phone and the best tablet in one. Uh, and a real important element of that, and hopefully for all of those that, that get to see and feel this device, we really tried to make it thin. And the difficult part is that is that it's thinner than a, one of our traditional devices when unfolded, but you still have to pack all that flagship goodness in there mm-hmm. and bring that to our users. So for numbers wise, it's six millimeters thin. And that's about two-thirds of thinness or thickness, however you want to look at it, right. of, uh, of one of our regular phones. So a lot, a lot of work went into that. And uh, to give you an example, what that means is that we actually had to re-architect and re-engineer and rethink how we actually laid out a phone and the components and whatnot. And a great example of that is something like the camera. Mm-hmm. We redesigned all of that from the ground up to ensure that you know we could balance giving you a great camera experience in a envelope like that, but also bring all those experiences that you expect from Pixel and the quality that you expect from Pixel, plus really utilizing this type of form factor where you have many cameras, you have two different displays and a hinge, which I'm about to get into, uh, that holds its state, kind of give you new experiences. The hinge is the key thing that really kind of enables all this. And I'm really excited to kind of share that, you know, it's our custom fluid friction hinge that enables all of this and really gives you all the capabilities of this phone. I guess that that's the hinge is probably the thing that most consumers don't really think about. While at the same time, for you as a you know working on the product, it's m- probably one of the most important and maybe also one of the most difficult things to get right. Yeah, exactly. It is. I could probably say it is the most important. Then partnered with that foldable display, they work in tandem together, so you can't really separate the two. Yeah, the team has been working on that for a long time and really trying to master that and give you. Thinking of everything, thinking about like the force and the torque needed to kind of open it, how it feels across the entire range. Uh, and then even things like how does it shut close and how does that feel to the user? And then one thing I didn't mention is that because this can hold its own state, you could have different types of modes mm-hmm. where you could actually lay the phone down like on a table and we we'll call it tabletop mode. 
such that it could be kind of in a laptop posture. Right. And to hold that state is really dependent on the hinge and making sure that that's sturdy. But it does open up a lot of different opportunities, like taking a group selfie or watching uh, YouTube with the content on the top and maybe controls on the bottom. And so it does give us new opportunities and new things to think through. So let me get this right. So when it's folded, it mostly looks like a traditional smartphone, I suppose. Then you you open it up. Then basically you have twice the width of the screen you had just before. Then what happens? Like what difference am I going to see on the screen, for example? Sure, yeah. So the key thing that we focused on was very much to give you a smartphone sil- <coughs> silhouette when folded. Mm-hmm. So the aspect ratio and the size is uh, is similar, is akin to a, a smartphone. It is on the on the more compact side because what we did want to offer is when you did fully unfold that, that you unfolded it into a tablet kind of landscape orientation with a 7.6-inch display. So obviously it gives you the best of both worlds, something compact that you can travel with, have in your hand, utilize and do all the great things you want to do with your smartphone. And then when you want to you know, be more immersed, more entertained, more productive, uh, you can actually unfold the phone. That's amazing, and it definitely looked great yesterday. Now, Chris, let's get to the Pixel tablet. Maybe you can tell us a little bit of backstory about how the device came to be, and you know, probably you had to reimagine a little bit what a tablet is. Sure. It started with looking at how tablets are used today, and our research uncovered that tablets are homebodies, meaning that they spend a majority of their lives in the home, and yet they often sit unused, neglected, collecting dust, And then those few moments when you actually do need it and you pick it up, the battery is either really low or completely dead. This can be really frustrating. So we developed the charging speaker dock as a way to give the tablet a home and to ultimately make it more useful when you're not directly using it to ensure that the tablet is always charged and ready to go, but also more useful when you're not holding the tablet itself. That sounds amazing. So you have to come up with something to easily dock uh, the Pixel tablet on the charging speaker dock. So what's involved in making that easy for me as a user? That's right. We wanted the interaction and the docking experience to be so seamless that you always wanted to return the tablet to its home uh, on a daily basis. So we collaborated with our research and design teams to develop a unique magnet array Uh, and and actually went through 60 iterations to find that sweet spot where the magnetic force was uh, strong enough Mm -hmm. so that you couldn't accidentally knock the tablet off of the dock, but weak enough so that when you did want to pull it off, it could ultimately come off really easily, even with one hand. Uh, It's a slight learning curve, but after you you figure it out for the first couple of times, it becomes really easy and intuitive. It's, It's just a delight to use on a regular basis. And then as we saw yesterday, once you dock it, the whole software experience changes, right? That's right. So when it's docked, the tablet enters a different mode, which we call hub mode. And hub mode is a set of experiences to make the tablet more useful. It includes a digital photo frame, a powerful smart home controller, uh, shared entertainment experience, as well as hands-free help from the Google Assistant. I guess, Chris and George, you both have maybe some some similar work to that had to be done when it comes to apps, right? Uh, because they had to work on a bigger screen compared to apps on a, on a regular smartphone. So what's the kind of things uh, that had to be done to make those apps work beautifully on the, on the bigger screens? That's right. Uh, we approached apps both within Google as well as across the developer community to optimize their apps for larger screens, foldables and tablets alike. Um, I I think a a great example of that is in Google Photos, where just the layout of when you open the Photos app um, takes full advantage of the larger screen so that it's really easy to browse and scroll through your photos. 
Um, but then things really get interesting when you load split screen mode, which is a capability available for both the foldable as well as the tablet where you can load, say, Gmail in another window and then drag and drop a photo to the Gmail window right. uh, to make a really quick attachment. And the app itself is dynamically resizing to kind of fit the window that it's in to make it easy for you to juggle multiple things. And then, Chris, we know people like to slap on a case on a on a tablet. I found that really beautiful to see how you sort of make, made a kickstand that doesn't get in the way of the dock. So I'm just wondering, like, how much time did you spend coming up with that idea? Uh, this one came from our hardware design team. Uh, I, I don't know how long the, the prototype has been sitting in their, in their labs, but it was just a, a really fun approach that I, I found to be really delightful. Uh, we use it for our nightly video call to prop the tablet on our kitchen table to just have an easy way to stand it up. At night when we're winding down, I used it to stream the, the, the Warriors game yesterday night, uh, and it just really easily, we could plop it on the bed between between my wife and I. And then another fun position is for the... Uh, when you're on an airplane, you can just put on the back of an airplane seat. It's a really easy way to, to prop the screen up. Oh, like a coat hanger almost, I guess. Like a coat hanger, yeah. That is really, that's really clever. Now, when it comes to Pixel, we all expect outstanding best-in-class camera quality. So also wanted to talk about the upgrades we've been making, uh, we've been making across these devices to bring camera capabilities to the next level. Justin, what's changed with Pixel 7a, perhaps compared to, to 6a? Yeah, pretty much everything. Um, <laughs> I, I, I touched on this a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah, the, the camera system on Pixel 7a has been completely upgraded to really bring our amazing camera experiences to even more people. You know, just to, to double click on that a little bit, some of the things I'm really excited about. So we're, we're featuring an all new upgraded 64 megapixel main camera sensor. It's in fact, the largest camera sensor that we've ever shipped in an A-series device. Um, that's important because we think a lot about light sensitivity and the ability to capture light in these larger sensors. Light is effectively data that we use to drive um, these magical experiences, run all of our AI and ML models against and deliver you know, great image quality and low light performance. Plus we have an all new 13 megapixel ultra wide camera. It's you know a wider field of view up to 120 degrees. So you can take great landscape shots and um, you know really great group photos. And then really cool is that we have the 13 megapixel also on the front of the device as well. And it is a big leap forward in terms of um, it being a wider field of view, but also for the first time supports 4K video. So all sensors on the Pixel 7a product uh, support uh, 4K. We're, we're bringing some really cool features to this camera setup. Uh, we've added long exposure, which thanks to the eight gigabytes of RAM, some of the more computationally heavy features like long exposure we're able to enable on the A-series for the first time. And this really gives that kind of artistic or dramatic effect to uh, objects in motion on a device or, or in an image. Uh, we're also, with the great uh, help from Super Res Zoom, able to capture up to 8x uh, in distance away with uh, digital zoom. So really excited about uh, the camera setup for Pixel 7a. I think one feature we didn't uh, touch upon yet is Night Sight uh, that I guess transformed Pixel years ago. From what I understand, there's been a big upgrade uh, for Night Sight in 7a. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. When we launched Night Sight many years ago, I think it really redefined what users could expect from low light photography performance. Really showcased like our, our very best approach to how we can deliver great experiences in any lighting condition for, for users. And, you know, with Night Sight that we're making available on Pixel 7a, 
Uh, the team's done a fantastic job, improved our models. It's now operating twice as fast in terms of capture speed and then uh, with twice the sharpness. So you're getting these really dynamic photos at, at uh, low light situations and you know, it just comes out really beautifully. Um, quality like this is, you know, not something that's available broadly, especially at a product at this price tier. If we look at some of our competitors mm -hmm. uh, that have similar modes, they don't enable it at their kind of uh, entry premium tier like we do with with the A-Series. And so I think that's just one of those things that really helps it stand out. Shots like this in the past would have been really just impossible to enable without a tripod or a DSLR camera. Um, but it's really a testament to Tensor G2 that, you know, serves as kind of the heart of, of this device enabling these these capabilities you can even capture shots in the starry night with astrophotography and so the pictures just come out really really nice excellent now moving on to to pixel fold george you already mentioned all the hardware changes you had to do to fit the camera in such a thin device what does it do for the the user experience and i guess you know there's maybe not a traditional front or rear camera because the front one can become the rear one and the rear one can become the front one how do you take advantage of all of that? Yeah, we we got really creative and actually it was just kind of fun to think differently about how you could use a device like this. Uh, so a couple of things that we thought through were, I think one that you just mentioned, which we call rear camera selfie powering. Uh, this was Tensor G2 and we coupled that with kind of the pun intended flexibility of the device uh, where we unfolded it and then we used the rear cameras, which we, you know, like Justin said, have higher light sensitivity just a higher quality, and then also use the external display as the viewfinder. And so you could take a really high quality selfie of yourself using the 48 megapixel main sensor, or you could even use the ultra wide camera there with the 120 degree field of view or greater than 120 degree field of view to take get the whole group in. So a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities there. I think I did also mention the tabletop mode uh, where you could actually take the selfie to, to do that get the whole group in and kind of ditch the designated photographer, which always tends to be me and my family. Uh, so I'm never in any of my shots. And then the other cool thing that we didn't talk about was another mode that we've worked on uh, is called tent mode, where you could actually kind of lay it open in the other, uh, with the external display facing out and the cameras kind of facing to the sky and kind of leaving it in a tent mode. And that actually works really well with what Justin talked about around night sight, but the astrophotography portion of that where you could kind of take a beautiful view of the uh, of the starry sky, but have no need for a, a tripod. So we really did kind of think through, you know, how can we enable new experiences, but then how how, how could we also raise up some of the key core experiences that uh, that Pixel so really known well for? And then Pixel Tablet, of course, also has cameras. Chris, what has been the focus for for the cameras in Pixel Tablet? It does. So we took the opportunity to collaborate with the Pixel Camera team and to focus on the use cases that are most important for tablet users, namely video calling. Um, there's a lot of fun on-device ML machine learning running to improve and elevate the video calling experience. Uh, one of my favorite features is continuous framing from Meet. Uh, so when you're in a Meet call and you activate continuous framing, the camera actually follows you or if there are multiple subjects, uh, kind of where, where those faces are. And it uses a couple machine learning models in parallel. One is to track where the faces are. Mm -hmm. And then another is to actually zoom in and do a, a light kind of restoring or retouching of the image, uh, especially as it's zoomed in um, so that you can get uh, more details of the, the faces and the people that you're talking to. 
Uh, another really fun one is custom backgrounds, uh, which can also be set within Meet. Uh, with our 360 degree backgrounds, we actually uh, have a pretty fancy uh, machine learning model running that's uh, segmenting uh, between the subject in the foreground and the background for a really accurate depiction of the subject uh, and a, a solid rendering of uh, what's in the background. Yeah, so I, I saw you using that uh, just a week ago uh, when yeah. we were in a briefing with reporters. So uh, it looked like, you know, and I, I guess most of us during the pandemic, I guess, got sort of comfortable with having custom backgrounds. Yeah. But then this is that if you sort of move the tablet, the background moves along. So it, it's much more immersive. Definitely seemed like you were on a on a tropical island in, in that case. That's right. And I'm not going to be using this every day, but I think it's just a fun uh, way to connect with the other person. If, if Chris is a liar. I've been on many GBCs with him and he continually <laughs> uses the beach. So don't believe that. <laughs> it looks yeah. great. And, and that's all down, of course, also to Tensor G2 powering all three of these Pixel devices. Now, I'm wondering, could you three set the scene for all of us as to what the flagship processor uh, provides for the for the three devices, uh, starting with you, Justin, for for Pixel Seven A. Yeah, I mean, I think the the first thing just to call out is like when we made the decision years ago to invest in our own custom SoC. It was really with the intent to showcase the latest and greatest of Google's cutting edge AI and ML research. We have this tremendous bench of, of talented engineers and and researchers and scientists, and we really wanted to bring the helpfulness of Google to the forefront. And you know, when we ship these products, we're shipping Google and. Mm-hmm. You know, Tensor G2 is the the latest iteration of our in-house uh, custom silicon, um, and it really does showcase all these great capabilities. And I think that translates in, you know, obviously photography, where we have experiences like Photo One Blur, Super Res Zoom, Night Sight, and so forth. Um, but it also translates across, you know, all the helpful speech-related uh, features, those like uh, Live Translate, Crystal Clear Calling, which helps to drown out background noise and really, uh, you know, enunciate, I guess, the the caller that you're on the other line with um, so you can hear them more clearly. Um, of course, there's optimizations and battery and system health that are delivered through Tensor, uh, but just so much that, that comes off this chipset. And the fact that all three of these products share that same processor means we're really able to leverage and platform these experiences and our effort to put forth our very best product and best uh, interpretations of, of Google's helpfulness. George, when it comes to uh, Tensor G2, what, what's kind of like the superpower it delivers in the in the world of foldables? Yeah, I think Justin talked about generally the baseline for all of us, and you know, uh, investing on this on, on across all these devices kind of brings all that greatness. But particularly for the fold, one of the key use cases is around productivity and multitasking. And as you run multiple apps, you know, you have mul- multiple windows and things like that. It can get pretty hairy on the processor, but Tensor G2 has been able to really handle that in stride and uh, and help kind of do everything from the split screening that Chris was talking about to the drag and drop. So it's been really great for that. Additionally, some of the things that I've called out from the camera, uh, particularly rear camera selfie or the astrophotography te- is all powered by Tensor G2. So it really does help us make the device stand out. Great. And then Chris, of course, we talked about, uh, you know, the the, the backgrounds in, in, in video calling, but surely for Pixel Tablet, uh, there are more benefits of having a Tensor G2 in there. Yeah, that's a fun feature to use every once in a while. Uh, but I, I would say it's not a feature per se, but just to echo Justin's sentiment, 
the fact that this is part of a broader development effort and we are building a single platform with Tensor G2 to support a number of devices and form factors is really meaningful. That means users get a really consistent experience across Fold 7A Pixel tablet uh, in terms of interface, in terms of performance, uh, in terms of capabilities. And that's something that someone is going to enjoy more and more over time uh, as they continue using their Pixel devices. As it pertains to tablets in particular, I would say performance is a real win mm-hmm. that we get with Tensor G2. Uh, one of the concerns that we've heard in this space is that um, there isn't necessarily a, a, an Android tablet out there that kind of hits that sweet spot in terms of performance, uh, but also has uh, is, is competitive in terms of, of pricing. And we feel like we've, we've really met that in Tensor G2. Um, has contributed greatly so that um, your games have really responsive gameplay, um, your videos uh, uh, stream smoothly, uh, and it's really easy to multitask and juggle different apps. You guys mentioned the uh, single platform for these three devices. Does that also mean uh, that they all have similar updatability when it comes to software and security? Yeah, that, that's right. With with Tensor G2, um, we, we stand committed for offering three years of OS releases with our devices, as well as five years of security updates. The, the truism of Pixel devices is that the devices get better over, over time with feature drops as well. And so, you know, we're all really excited with our respective products that the product that a customer gets on day one gets better, more secure, more performant in time instead of degrading like uh, those offered by our competitors. And with that, before we close each episode, we like to ask our guests to share a top tip of there. So I'm sure our listeners are going to run out and, and get one of these three devices or maybe two or all three. Why not? And I'm just wondering, you know, from the creators of those devices, what would you say is the first thing that they should try out with the things you created, you worked on? Uh, Chris, maybe we can start with you with the tablet. It's definitely the case. I've worked on many, many hardware products over the past several years, and uh, my wife is, I think, one of my toughest critics. Right. And uh, most of the products are like, oh, this is pretty cool, or this is this is pretty enjoyable. But the case, she cannot stop raving about as being just one of the most clever things that we've we've designed and innovated on. And uh, it's, it's really exciting. She shares it with her friends and family whenever she can, and uh, just excited to kind of bring that level of flexibility to people with a tablet. Amazing. That's a great top tip. Get the case. Great idea. George, uh, for people perhaps getting their first foldable and selecting the Pixel Fold, excellent choice, of course. What's the first thing they should try when they get it? Uh, I think it's multitasking. It's something I use each and every day. Um, pro tip for all of us who are in who use GVC all the time, you can use it uh, split screen, have it on top, and then see what the warrior score is on the bottom or you know, just keep yourself in the moment. So don't tell my manager, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope the manager isn't listening or maybe they are doing the same. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and Justin, finally, to, to close off with you, Pixel 7a, let's say I got that beautiful coral one from the Google store. Uh, I unpack it and I, I love the color, but then I turn it on. What's the first thing I'm, I'm going to do? What's your top tip? You know, there, there's so much to, to like with, with the device. The photography experience is, is obviously going to be fantastic like any of the other Pixel devices. I guess maybe one pro tip to highlight. Um, so we enabled 90 hertz on this device. Uh, it does come default turned off out of box. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you really want a more performant experience, scrolling, anything with touch animations, engaging with the, the product, go into settings under display and then and flip on uh, smooth display. And 
And that'll enable you to have this smart feature where it toggles off between refresh rate states of 69 hertz dynamically. Uh, you'll be able to benefit from having that feature enabled. Amazing. Those are three great tips. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope we can get you back, all three of you, maybe even separately, so we can uh, deep dive some more uh, into the products you've been you've been working on. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Rashid. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Well, I hope you're just as excited as we are about our brand new Pixel products. Why not check out the Google Store to learn more about them? And a big thank you to Justin, George and Chris for giving us all their insights in these products. If you're not a subscriber of the Made by Google podcast yet, then definitely do subscribe to find our previous episodes and to be the first to know when we have a new one out. Take care and talk to you soon.